Hello, I'm Erica LaCasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today we'll be talking about being the pebble. Stick around for some hope healing and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today is the 27th of February, 2023, and I'm actually glad that this month might be over soon. Gets me a little bit closer to when I no longer have to drive a school bus and get up so early in the morning, which means I also won't get to see my children. So there's always a plus and a con for every situation, right? The tour portion for this particular week is called Tetzava which means you shall command. You could find it in Exodus chapter 27, verse 20 to chapter 30, verse 10. The half tour portion is chapter 43, verses 10 through 27. And the Brit Hadashah is Hebrews chapter 13, verses 10 through 16. I do want to read you a little excerpt from the homeschooling Torah by Ann Elliott. She had a little little something to share about Tetzava, and I thought it was really good, so I do want to share it with you before I get into being a pebble. This week's Torah portion is called Tetzava, which means you shall command. Most of the portion deals with how to set apart Aaron and his sons as holy peace, holy priests to Adonai. We saw so many parallels between how the priests were to be ordained and consecrated for service, and how we are to make our lives clean and set aside all our actions as holy to Adonai. Even their clothes were to be set apart. Not only did their clothes show that they were to be honored and respected, but they were also modest, covering them whilst they serve in the tabernacle. Toward the end of the portion, we also learned about the altar of incense. This altar stands for the prayers of each one of Adonai's people, rising before him as a precious fragrance. A friend of mine commented to me this week that she felt she had spent so much time teaching her children how to study the Bible that she had forgotten to teach them how to pray. I thought it was interesting that much time was spent teaching Aaron and his sons how to be set apart and clean. In addition, they spent seven days in the tabernacle as part of the process of setting up the priesthood. Once they were prepared and clean, then the offerings of incense began on the altar. Scripture says in Psalms 28 verse 9, If one turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. But once we begin to turn back to the Torah, cleaning up our actions and learning how to be consecrated in his service, we then start to realize that he hears our prayers and that we can offer them daily to him in full knowledge that they are precious to him and that he will answer. Really great word. Thank you very much, Ann Elliott, for sending me that email. Now, on to being the pebble. This could mean so many different things. In fact, it was funny. I thought just for funsies, I would Google it. And actually, the first thing that popped up was something from the Church of the Latter-day Saints, I believe. Because evidently, there's some sort of parable about pebbles. It was a very interesting parable. Not at all have to do with what I'm talking about today. So, this past week, as I want to do, I'm praying about, Lord, what it is I should talk about on my podcast, what is it that you want to speak to me uh, about in my life that I can also share with those who are listening. And I have this thought, and honestly, I'm really grateful because a lot of times I have this thought the day I'm doing the podcast. This thought actually came to me in the middle of the week, and I have these a lot of the times, but I don't know about you, but 
my life gets messy and life happens and I forget and I'm like, what was that thought I had? It's gone. So I'm trying to get better about writing down my thoughts before they disappear. So I actually did write it down in my notes. I think it was while I was waiting for my kids to come out to the bus and uh, the thought I had was about being a pebble. The The visual I had is is imagine that you are standing by a pond or a lake and there's no waves, there's no any kind of disruption from the water and there are pebbles in the sand where you're walking and you pick up some pebbles and you throw one at a time into the lake or the pond, causing ripples to cascade from where the pebble fell into the water. Now you could throw dozens of pebbles and you can have doubles, dozens of ripples at one time. You could find a flat stone and be able to skip it and cause multiple ripples with just one stone. You could simply have one pebble and let it simply thunk right into the water. And that's the one ripple that's created. And the thought that I had while I had this visual in my mind is, what kind of pebble are you? Kind of a weird question, right? But if you think of the pond or the lake, I think we're just going to call it a pond just to make my life easier. The pond is life. The pond is your life. The pond is your sphere of influence. The sphere of influence that you are aware of and even the sphere of influence that you're not really aware of, but is there. And how often as believers do we simply sit by the side of the pond, bask in the beauty and glory of Adonai's majesty and all that he's created, but we don't get up and we don't grab a pebble and we don't even try to make a difference in other people's lives. That's not to say it won't happen, but sometimes I think we become so complacent in our own lives and in what we want to do, we forget the true calling and commission that Adonai, that Yeshua has given us. Now, obviously you're this, the most immediate sphere of influence are those that you live with. Now you could be living alone. You could have animals. You're still influencing those animals because in you're probably influencing the neighbors who see you with your animals, because I bet you money. If your neighbor sees you mistreating your animal, but they also see that you go to church every single Saturday or Sunday. What do you think they're going to think of you? You've just influenced them with your actions. What kind of impact do you want to have in your life? I think a really good, the the first person I could think of that comes to mind, keep in mind, I'm not Catholic guys. Mother Teresa. That's what they called her. 
whether you are a believer or not, all agree that she made a huge impact not only on the lives that she physically touched, but the impact she made based on her belief system and her refusal to back down for what she believed in. I don't know about you, but when I leave this life, I want to believe that I've left an impact. I've planted enough seeds along the way that others will come to know Yeshua and that I haven't led anyone away from Yeshua. Because I think on the day-to-day, that's even more important in some regards. Now, I'm not saying we have to pretend to be automatons and be perfect all the time. In fact, I'm saying the opposite. How much more potent do you think it is when you have a child, or maybe even a teenager, who has driven you absolutely nuts that day. And because she's driving you nuts, and for whatever reason, you've woken up angry. And she won't let a certain situation go. You get angry and you start yelling. Because you're just done. What what are we teaching our children when that happens? One, that that's a proper way to communicate. And two, that, that... they deserve to be treated that way. Now, if you simply leave it at that, they can walk around feeling defeated and angry because their mom is not preaching what she's teaching. Now, if that same mom were to go to their child and say, you know what? I don't like the situation that I was put into, but I apologize for yelling. I was wrong. I wanted to get my point across and I did it in the wrong way. Can you please forgive me? That was me today with my daughter. Ironically, I have not yet had the opportunity to apologize to her because she's at work right now. But I'm telling you now, that's exactly what I plan on doing when I get home or when she gets home. Because I want her to have a lasting impression of me to be willing to lay down my pride and my what my, might seem as my self-worth or whatever, humble myself and say, look, I know I was wrong in this particular circumstance and I really want you to forgive me. I was angry and I'm sorry and I, I should not have raised my voice at you. Please forgive me. Why? Because I'm teaching her how to communicate and I'm teaching her what? What Yeshua said. To love your neighbor as yourself. Because I don't know about you, but I don't really particularly care to be yelled at. Even if I know I'm wrong. I want to be that pebble who makes such a ripple that people would come to my funeral and say, she did this thing for me. She really brightened my day every day that I saw her. I don't want them to say, well, she was kind of a worry wart. She was anxious all the time. She was constantly second guessing herself. She was kind of bipolar in her emotions. I really don't want my children to say that I was sick all the time because the, the truth of the matter is for the past eight years, I've, I've been sick for a good portion of it. 
I want them to see Yeshua's light shining through me and me glorifying the Lord with what I do in my life. And that's how we are, to be pebbles that make an impact. But the question is, what kind of impact do you want to make? Do you want to make a lasting negative impact on people or a lasting positive one that that draws them and points them right back to Yeshua HaMashiach, our Savior? The other thing is this, you cannot teach what you do not possess. So if it's something that you're struggling with, if you're struggling with something like patience, but you're expecting the people around you to be patient, one, you can't expect that. And two, you need to learn how to be patient so that you can teach those around you how to be patient. That's how, that's how it works. That's how we become positive pebbles. All it takes is a tiny pebble to affect the world around you I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one here who knows that even a tiny pebble can affect you when it's stuck in your shoe and you're standing on it or walking on it. It's painful, right? I don't want to be a painful pebble. I want to be a positive pebble who speaks the truth in love and also is able to point every single person that I interact with back to my savior. And I know how hard that is. I really do. You know, there's some people that I work with that it's, it's almost like a negative party fest every single time I talk with them. And so it's really hard to not what gets sucked into the conversation instead of being like, you know what, that person really may be bothering you, but they also do some really great things around here too. And maybe we should, you know, thank that person for what they do instead of complaining about them behind their back. Just food for thought, right? I want to make sure that this podcast is not me simply preaching at people. And I I really feel like this one is is one that's directed at me. Of course, I'm giving myself, I'm giving you uh, examples out of my own life, right? These are situations and experiences and examples that I'm dealing with in my own life that I struggle with. It's funny because normally anger is not something that I struggle with, but for whatever reason, today has been a real struggle. I almost woke up angry and literally for no reason. And that's when you have to go back to what I talked about last year, uh, last week, which was the power of a praying people, right? We have to maybe separate ourselves from the situation, open our Bibles, And pray and intercede and ask the Lord, please reveal to me why I'm feeling the way that I am. Of course, one of the reasons could be because, you know, I have, I'm on a lot of different supplements that are trying to rewire my body to react like a normal person. But in doing so, that means that they're also trying to rewire my hormones. So my hormones have been all messed up for you know, eight or nine years now, actually longer than that, almost 17 years, really. And when that happens, I have to become reacquainted with emotions I haven't really had to deal with in a very long time. It's almost like being a teenager and your hormones are raging, right? And you have to choose to 
learn to control your emotions instead of letting your emotions control you. And for me, that this the analogy of being the pebble is really helpful. Because I don't want to simply be a pebble that's thrown in once, makes a little bit of a wave, a little bit of a ripple, and is never heard from again. I never make another positive ripple in anyone else's life. Because that's part of preaching and teaching the gospel to the world, is by living your life out in a way that is pleasing to Yeshua. And you know what? There are days that that is really hard. Maybe just because of things and circumstances that are going on in your life or just emotions that you're dealing with. Because the reality today, I had nothing. I literally woke up, was getting up, doing my thing. And, you know, I got three teenagers plus a 20-year-old in my house. My husband was actually doing his Hebrew class that he does with our friend in Israel. And so he was on Zoom with her doing the Hebrew class in our room. And (laughs) I'm dealing with teenagers. And it's almost like they know. You know what I'm saying? Like, kids know. Like, if you're off your game, they only have to push you a little bit. And see, like, how far can I push this boundary right now? How far can I push mom before I can see her snap? And unfortunately, I did do that today. I definitely lost my cool. And I was not who I wanted to be. And honestly, the argument was over something ridiculous. It really was. But the point is this. You know, Yeshua taught in parables. For people of his time to truly understand. I think a lot of times we don't necessarily understand the parables as well as the people of the time did because we don't understand the context. Because most of us are not farmers. We don't deal in agriculture. Most of us have, you know, nine to five jobs. I know driving my school bus the way that I do, it's not nine to five. However, that being said, I'm still not a farmer. So it's hard to understand the different parables that he he did. Some are a lot easier to understand than others. I know that it's uh, a lot of times when you're reading it, you're definitely like, wow, like I've read this, I don't know, 150 times. And this is the first time where I felt like the Holy Spirit was really revealing this particular truth to me. And I think that's something that I've really just been struggling with this past week. It's like, what is my legacy? What kind of pebble do I want to be? Do I want to be a tiny little pebble who makes a tiny little ripple? Or do I maybe want to be a flat stone who gets tossed along the water multiple, multiple, multiple times? Until the very day that I die. Because I want to continue to make a difference. In other people's lives. Until the day that Yeshua brings me home. Now unlike most people. I'm not afraid to die. I'm just. I'm not. I, uh, I've i seen a bit of death in my life. Not as many as some I'm sure. But. And I've talked about this in my podcast before. My husband really made a good point. Why would we be afraid of dying when we know where we're going and who we're going to be with? Now, would I be sad and would I not want to leave my children behind? Absolutely. But you know what? If it's God's will, it's God's will. And that's what needs to happen. But I want to make sure that while I'm on this earth, that God has placed me on at such a time as this, that 
I have made a difference in somebody's life. And hopefully a good one. I would be remiss if I did not point out that this particular upcoming weekend uh, is Purim or Purim, depending on, on who you're talking to. It's the time where the Jewish people were commanded by Mordecai, I believe, to celebrate being able to overthrow their enemies and survive. I encourage you to find a congregation, someone someone that, that celebrates this particular feast. It's a really fun feast. It's really all about the kids, uh, particularly at our congregation. We have a cakewalk, and we have a talent show, and we have hamatashin galore. In fact, I got to get started on that uh, this upcoming week <laughs> in between my house being renovated. And I'm just really looking forward to it. But I really, really, really want to make sure that I've, I've made this as clear as possible. Love the people that you are with. And be kind. Whether they're in what you consider your sphere of influence or not. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen people who are like rude to their waiters. Or to people who work at the gas station or, you know, it's almost like an entitlement thing or like, you know, Walmart or wherever it is that you go and, and buy groceries. And to me, I'm like, you know, really just a little something can make that person's day. And if you're upset, don't try to spread how you're feeling to everyone else. I will say if you have a positive attitude and choose to love people no matter what's going on in your life, that you should absolutely spread around. But we all know that misery loves company and a lot it's a, it's a lot easier to spread misery than it is to spread joy sometimes especially when we're not really necessarily feeling jo joyful. I know I've even thrown off people which is saying something because in the south I will say typically a lot more pleasant and or joyful normally just because they 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 tend to just be more outgoing, say hi to their neighbors, that sort of thing. But I've surprised some people with evidently my happy go lucky whatever conversation even with people at the grocery store. Be the pebble. Be the pebble that makes a difference. Now with that, I'm going to close like I do every single week with the ironic benediction, which you can find in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 and 26. <speaking in Hebrew> Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Hashem Yeshua Sashalom in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. On a side note, I've just finished my reading the Bible in a year. I actually do use the U version for that. And if anyone has suggestions on reading the Bible in a year, that, that is a really kind of good devotional um, that I can do on the U version app or another app, 
please feel free to contact me. You'll hear that information if you stick around for another couple minutes. I pray you all have a fantastic week. Enjoy Purim. Shavua Tov. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E as in Echo, L as in Lemur, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, the number three at ProtonMail.com. Also feel free to leave me a one-minute voicemail message at anchor.fm forward slash Erica Lacasse. There's a button on my Anchor website that says leave a voicemail. Thank you so much. And remember to leave all messages short and sweet and to the point. And I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you.